We are back, Bailey and Harper. We are back. We had to start. I had to start this friggin' podcast because we were going to talk about everything before we actually hit record. So we should <laughs> probably start. I was like, "Hey, stop! We're going to go. Just stop. Let's go. Let's because we got stuff to talk about, man." Episode number seventy. We've broken into a new uh, decade, so to speak. What's up, buddy? How are you? What's up, man? Uh, happy New Year's. Uh, everything's going good. I think we we started since the New Year's. No, we haven't, have we? No, because I, I looked up and I was like, hey, we're going to do two weeks in a row. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's the week of the national championship. Game. Yeah. Bro, bro, <laughs> Roman's gone. I was in Cali. Yeah, you yeah. in L.A. I but was in L.A. I mean, in all honesty, probably one of the worst times I ever had in California. I don't have fun in L.A. very much. I love L.A. I love L.A. So we're going out there for the national championship. We're staying in Santa Monica. We stayed in a great hotel. Okay, Santa Monica's nice. That's not L.A. What are you talking about? I mean, it well, is. Well, I not. prefer LA. I like West Hollywood. Actually. What? Oh, I love it. This is like where <laughs> I do. This is where I shine. This is me. This is my element completely. Seriously? Thousand percent. Oh, that's hilarious. Thousand percent. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, it's anyway. like Bourbon Street all the time in their own way, kind of. Thousand percent. Kind yep. of, I love it. I love the madness. I love, I mean, I mean, the homelessness is a little excessive. It's excessive. But yeah. other than that, And, and though, I say that with some sensitivity to the issue, but like, it's, That's why I chose that word. <laughs> yeah, man. Like when I was there, it smelled like piss and you walked outside and somebody was screaming and having a conversation with themselves and aggressively wanted you to keep in mind of your own business. And it was like, man, this is L.A., huh? There's a lot of that. That is L.A. I did see that aggressive yelling at themselves. Yeah. I actually thought that. I didn't know who they were talking to for a second. But anyways, let's not talk about the no, negative. No, no, anyway. Let's focus let's on the positive. Let's keep it bright and positive. Let's, let's focus on the positive here about West Hollywood. <laughs> all right? I like West Hollywood. Anyways, we're staying in Santa Monica. Great hotel. We're at the Claremont right there, right there by the beach. I got a great view. It's awesome. The travel to and fro the stadium wasn't that bad. The longest I ever had was probably 30 minutes, 35 minutes max. Of course, it was always has L.A. traffic. That's understandably so, yep. and I'm used to it. But the game, Kyle, and the weather, Kyle, awful. Awful, awful, yeah, How awful. did y'all end up with bad L.A. weather? I didn't they, understand they, Exactly. That's, so, and know, this is a been, sign from the college football gods to not go back there again. <laughs> Don't go back there again. You so could. this has been my, uh, my two cents. And so because a lot of the – and it's a lot of things that made it bad experience. So, number one, California's weather was awful, all right? And it's never awful, but it was this one time. And this is what you get sometimes when you're able to – when you sell out, and I mean sell out as in the, C, the CFP sells – the rights to the game to the highest bidder. So whoever wants to pay for it will come. Whatever right. new stadium, and we have no, we have no traditional or like guarantees to anybody. We'll go anywhere. Sure. So LA gets it, and they got a brand new stadium out there, SoFi. SoFi, the actual concept of it, dope. Yeah. All right. The idea sure. of it, super dope. Now the one thing, and this has been my running joke, Kyle, and I know you're probably going to laugh when I say this, but. The designers, I think they took one or two too many classes of Chip and Joanna Gaines oh, all right, no. from HGTV. The uh -huh. whole open concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, it's pretty cool until it's freaking raining sideways in this motherfucker. And <laughs> rain's coming in, and it's like low 50s. Bro, it's whipping through because it's all open. Y'all were miserable out there, huh? Miserable, Kyle. Oh, miserable. Funny Kyle, shit. Kyle, terrible experience, Kyle. I had a freaking... Uh, my winter hat on, suit. I'm over here. Just shivering. freezing your ass off. Freezing, because where my set and was you're at. you're in L.A., so if you need gear, you're probably not going to be able to find <laughs> gear all that easy. No. Because nobody not even needs ready. that shit. They don't even carry umbrellas. They oh, don't God. even own them. Like, they're not even used to rain, Kyle. That's like, funny so, shit. So it's freaking whipping in through the stadium, throughout the stadium, because it's cool. You know, you look at You've been, right? To SoFi? Yeah. I've not been yet, no. All right, so it's just imagine this. So it's right next to the Great Western Forum. And so imagine a building that's probably three stories tall. Right. Like, that's about as high as it goes, three or four stories tall. It's not like most stadiums where it's, like, huge up top because it's close to LAX, the, the airport. So they can't be that high. So it's probably three stories high. And then from there, it all goes down. So it's like you come in and it's like a Coliseum style where you like everything's down. So there's not a bad seat in the house. Right. That's the good part about it. The bad part is open concept, rain, wind whipping through on a cold night. Not a good fun experience for me. Also, you could also buy a, uh, 
What are those drinks that they drink all the time, like at the the beach and at the lake all the time? People just crush them. Mai Tais or whatever? No, no, no. They drink like 40 of them. It's like they're in a can. Oh, Trulies. Trulies. I don't or, know why I said Mai Tais. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. I get it. You're thinking <laughs> umbrella. I said beach. I get it. So, all right. Not Mai Tais, but like Trulies, all yeah. those little drinks. Yeah, those, whatever the other ones are. $17 for one. White Claw. What? $17 for a White Claw. All right, our producer, Stop who, right now. Michelle, who definitely knows the price of a 12-pack of White Claw, is like one whole white, like a 12-pack is like $15.99. Right, and they want more than a whole 12-pack for a single Truly. One single Truly. Crazy. So this is what the this impacts game experience. Now I understand why TCU fans all left by halftime. They did. Oh, they were all out. Some came back for the third quarter, and then after about eight minutes into the third quarter, they're like, yeah, we're out of here. I'm beating the traffic. Drinks are way too expensive in here. I'm out of wow. here. Wow. So, and the game was a blowout. LA $17. was. $17. <laughs> Where the fuck did these people get off charging $17 fucking dollars for a truly? That's going to be the title of this episode. $17 fucking dollars for a truly. We didn't even get our numbers out yet. We're, we're stuck on 17. we We're six minutes in, and I, the only number I give a shit about is $17 for one of those shitty carbonated Lightly alcoholed. Come on, bro. Kyle, Seriously? Kyle, this is like the things that stood out to me. I'm telling you. The bad weather, the open concept does not work with bad weather in L.A., which I get it. It's hardly ever bad weather. But these are, this is my experience. And the $17, which I did not buy an alcoholic drink, but the fact that I noticed it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that is highway robbery. I mean, it's not even highway robbery. I'm literally robbing you right in your face. Yes. That's, <laughs> yeah. And... They did not allow tailgating. I, I know. But here's the thing. I found out that's a CFP committee decision. They made that decision in Irving, Texas, which is a thousand times worse. You're in Texas, motherfucker. You ought to know better than that. Why are they not let? What? Why? They, they didn't let them. They couldn't tailgate last year in Indianapolis. They couldn't why? tailgate. The well, sugar nobody bar. thought about it last year because in Indianapolis, it was like three yeah, degrees. Correct. But, nobody even thought about it. Here's the, here's the, you play cold weather football, right? Yes. Okay. I, I'd never tailgated in cold weather until I Me met neither. my wife in New England. Ever. <laughs> well, I didn't know people would tailgate in snow, but they do up there. And they do it in Green Bay, obviously, too. But I I personally have wanted no part of that shit. But when I met my wife, I gave it a shot. And uh, as long as you start a fire in a big canvas tent, it's all right. But otherwise, it's not for me. I don't like it very much. It's too goddamn cold. But uh, anyway, I shouldn't have said So they that. made that. They made this. The committee made this decision. The committee made We're the blaming decision. everybody in L.A. And you know, people in Georgia, my boy Ben Watson was like, look. He's like, when it, the, the world is so polarizing now, especially American politics. He was like, literally, they're blaming the leftist the 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 leftist government of LA fucking radical and, leftist and the, progressives and, in California like, that shithole shit, yeah they they literally crushed them right like <laughs> Ben was telling me so many stories like dude they've been crushing LA California the whole nine oh, all yeah. week long because the lack of tailgating not knowing the whole time <laughs> it was the CFP I did not know that oh, yeah. wish I learned it somebody sent me an article because I said the same thing I was like ban bowl games in California <laughs> fuck California we're not going back there right? I did not and somebody, know that and then somebody was like bro check this out I just learned this and I was like you gotta be shitting me the committee people they the college football they did this in and they've been sitting quiet the whole time not let, saying let a somebody word somebody else take bullets for it <laughs> they didn't say a they word they let California take bullets for it and like they're down in Irving Texas like yeah that was actually us but, uh, <laughs> they didn't say a word. I don't guess we really need to go make a fuss about it. If, as, long, as long as they're fucking up California, we're fine. We're sitting here. I'm covering the game, and we don't even know why. We think it's L.A. We think oh, it's yeah. – and I'm like, why are they tripping? Everybody's like, dude, we don't know. On, Nobody I knows. I'll text it here right it's now. It's literally the CFP. Yeah. I didn't know that. Thank you, Kyle. We're actually learning this morning. I'm really, really enjoying this. This is actually this this brightens my experience just a little bit because I didn't know it was a whole inside hit job, like oh yeah, this is an inside <laughs> job. This is, this is a complete inside hit job. Yep. That 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 there's no tailgating experience because of their own decisions. I didn't know this, and then when everybody blamed California, Governor Kemp went off. Is what Ben Watson said. He said, "Dude, this guy, oh, he went in on the government." The not just the government, but California's government, their whole handlers, Los Angeles, 
you know, liberals, this, that, and the other. <laughs> and it was completely the CFP committee. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm trying to Google it right now, but it's on my Twitter feed, so I'll scroll down to find it in a second. All right, you're but, good. No, but somebody, somebody hit me with that, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, that's a thousand times that. worse. No, I know. That's a thousand <laughs> times worse because those people ought to know better. What are they doing? Yeah, I know. What are they doing? I did not know that at all. That's Okay, that makes it all even better, Kyle. Well, sure. It really does. Absolutely. So – so now let's talk about up to date. So we saw Georgia demolish. Oh, and also they the the offensive lineman and the staff member from Georgia that passed away in the car accident uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, super sad oh, uh, yeah. situation. Um, they were actually just celebrated the parade, and then the following day just died in a car accident, single car accident. Very very sad. This Georgia Bulldog team and this Georgia family. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to them. Yeah, no, it was, it was horrible. That, it's, I mean, <laughs> the definition of hug your loved ones, you, you don't, you know, nothing's guaranteed the next day. Oh, man, You know, crazy. one of those things where the older you get, you wake up and the first thing you do is, all right, got another one. You know, yeah. those sorts of things. Like, yeah. you, you just appreciate the, the very, I mean, that's the, the basic fundamentals. And, uh, like, I, I don't know much about the situation other than two young people, you know, yeah. lost their lives. Uh, I saw the headline, and uh, I'll be honest with you, with having two young kids and doing fatherhood for the first time, uh, you know, that stuff was always horrendous to see. But especially now when you have kids, it's hard to read that stuff. Thousand percent it's a better. hard thing to read right. and consume. Because those are people's kids, and uh, our, my love and thoughts and prayers go out to all of them. All right. I got to talk to you about something. All right. Well, before we get there, oh, you got we got to get something out the way. Number this 70? Is, there we go. Yeah. We said at least. It's a fucking record for how long we've made it into an episode <laughs> without doing it. We said at least. Let's just get this squared out the way and keep it moving. All Damn. Right? <laughs> All right. Number 70. Who was the best? Uh, I don't know if he's the best. Okay. But he is a name that I will always remember, and most people always do remember him, and he's a football player. Number 70, Jim Marshall. That's a great one. And the reason why is because, Kyle, I bet you can guess. All right. Do you know why he's famous? Uh, like, it, why is he football famous? Yes. Uh, most consecutive starts? No. He's the guy that ran the wrong way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jim Marshall was the guy – was officially known for running the wrong way, scoring a touchdown. For That's the other right. Team. Holy Throwing shit. The ball out the, yeah, like, that was what he did. That was, that what, was what Jim Marshall did. <laughs> that wow. Was, yeah. And he was a great player. All pro, did all these great things. But in the minds of like everybody, and for me, being a football person, Jim Marshall was like, boom. That's, that's, he seared himself in people's memories. That's, for that. that's yeah. Boom, the one, the first one that like ran the wrong way. And run, I don't he, even know if he went with the first one, but – he could run for a big fella, too. He was moving. He was moving. Though. All right, boom, that's it. So 70 is mine. I also got a couple other my homeboys. Well, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got mine because you're going to go stealing mine. You're going to go stealing mine. No, I'm not. I, I promise I won't. Okay. Uh, one of my former teammates, his name's uh, number 70. We call him Big Priz, Jamal Brown from the University of Oklahoma. First round pick to the New Orleans Saints. Great friend of mine. He actually uh, he introduced me to a girl I dated for a while uh, back in the day, actually. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, that was my dog. Cool. Also, Trey Turner. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you know what he's in, but he was a teammate here in the Carolina Panthers yeah. from University of LSU, Louisiana State. Um, he actually was at the Super Bowl parade when we won it. So the first time he met me, we drafted him here. He came in the locker room, came up to me, was like, gave me the biggest hug. He's like, bro, I know you don't know me, but you got to understand, I'm from New Orleans. And, like, I was at that Super Bowl parade. Bro, you are, like, a living legend and a hero to me. <laughs> I will never forget you. I'm always indebted to you. And he gave me the biggest hug. And I was just like, I like this guy. I don't even know this guy. But I appreciate that he appreciates me. You know what I mean? He was like, bro, I was out there in that crowd, like, all day. Like, you don't understand what that day did for my life. That's all. Awesome. He was like, I was like 15, 14 years old. That's all. Awesome. Like, that was really cool. And then to be a teammate, yeah. it was just like, you just don't have those stories. That, that dude was all business, man. He's all business all the time. He was a great player, too. He still is. All right, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I'm glad you brought up Trey because I think I got to sit down with him like twice at training camp a couple of years ago. Well, in separate years. And you did one of those shows with me. Mm -hmm. But he was like, he's just all business. He is. He is. And I love it. He's, he's fun to talk to. I got to go with a guy that I know you played against, Logan Mankins, New England Patriots, seven time Pro Bowler. All pro. Big Mahler. Really good, really good player. 
Uh, Logan Mankins. And I'll throw in another one uh, who's still going, Zach Martin, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, uh, nice. Yep, Dallas Cowboys. Um, so you're keeping it current? Yeah, we're keeping it current. So, I, I couple things. All right, get that out the way. Let's go. All right, hold on. I got to ask you about your boy, Sean Payton. All right, Sean Payton, let's do this. Let's do What's this. What's going to happen? A year ago, I was like, bro, I think it could happen. And you're like, no, nah, it ain't going to happen. And I, I was, and I was like, it could happen. And you were like, yeah, it could happen, but it ain't going to happen. But I still agree with you. It's probably not going to happen. But he's going to sit down with David Tepper this week. Will Sean Payton be the next Panthers head coach? Sean Payton will probably blow David Tepper's mind away. <laughs> um, and David Tepper. Uh, in all honesty. That's not what I was expecting you to say. Like out his ears and shit. Gonna yeah, blow, yeah, blow, blow his, his mind. mind away completely. Um, Sean's going to be very impressive. And up until yesterday, okay. I would say there's no way Sean Payton ends up in Carolina Panthers. No way. No way. But now I completely changed. I think if I'm Mickey Loomis, I make the trade. I want a first and a fourth or first and a fifth. But you can't have this year's first. Mm. No, you can't have it, bro. Hold on. Can't have it. Okay. All right. That's fine. If I don't, then that means I want a third or something from this year and I want next year's first. That's what I said yesterday. So, boom, we're on the same wave. So, so I would possibly take that just because if I'm the Saints, the Saints want a quarterback, and they have no first-round pick this year. Sure. So they would love a first-round pick, but if they can't, I would t- I would be fine with not getting the first-round pick this year unless somebody else offers me more, like Houston, because Houston has two first-round picks. They have two second-round picks. So Houston has a little bit more draft capital. Mm-hmm. I like that trade better Sure. if I'm Mickey Loomis, but I'm not afraid to give you Sean in the own division. Like, I don't really care about that because at the end of the day, like, I'd rather beat Sean, you know? So it is going to be a little bit of that. But at the same time, it's um, I would take the first rounder for next year just because if the Panthers suck, I can package a deal and go get Caleb Williams the year after that, which is for me. I'm like, I take Caleb Williams over all of them anyways. Not Drake May. Oh, I, no, I, I take Caleb Williams over Drake May all day. No, dude, you're crazy. I like, I like Caleb Williams. Don't get me wrong. I no, do. Dude. I like Caleb Williams. We can I'll, debate it. But I'll I, take Drake May. All right. We can debate it, but where I'm at right now standing, Caleb Williams is going to be the guy. Okay. All right, so um, I, I would take that just knowing that it's, it's still a, a crop of quarterbacks that are future, that, that really boom your future projections if you can. Um, so I, I, I would take that over anything. Uh, for me, and also, I mean, did you see Caleb Caleb Williams play this year versus Drake May? Drake May, when he played big time competition, did not play well late down the stretch. So I'm and li- I know he's young. I'm giving him that, and he's a hometown guy. I'm with that. But Caleb Williams, bro, I saw different Ca- cat. I saw, I saw Caleb Williams lose to Tulane in a bowl game. Yes, yeah, defense is terrible. <laughs> his, de- his defense is terrible. They terrible. <laughs> they lost. You know, they didn't lose games because of Caleb Williams. No, 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 I can't say that. Like, dude, I can't say that with a straight face. No. <laughs> I was saying, they were terrible. No, Caleb's good. I like Caleb All right, a lot. But anyways, that's but I, another I think, show. I think Drake May is but that dude. Back to it, Kyle. Up until yesterday, I would have said no way, Jose. But now looking at it, I'm like, I might make the deal. If I'm Mickey, I'm going to make the deal. Because it, it like, I don't know if Sean is, is under contract next year. But I know you got this certain bit of time where, like, man, look, if you're going to roll with DA, you're going to continue to try and build your own team and your own rock. Like, Sean's not coming back, so get what you can for him and, and move on. You got to treat Sean the same way you would as a player. Where, like, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, you traded him. You weren't going to resign him. So you got what you could for him. Sure. So you get draft capital while you can. I know Carolina, I was listening to Mac and Bone this morning Drop after dropping my kids off. Shout out Mac and Bone. Shout out Mac and Bone. All right. Bone has up. a Bone has a, a a huge man crush on Sean Payton. All right, he is wow. oh wow, he's all in. He's all in. He's like you know that's his bad boy at crush or whatever. Sean Payton is. Mac is still kind of like uh, he's kind of he doesn't want to give up draft capital. But I, I think at this point it'll be interesting to see what Carolina does and what they're willing to give up if they want to go with Sean Payton. So here's the thing. Thought of one thing. If Sean becomes a head coach here. Think about all the time he can hang out with us and do the podcast. Dude. If you lived here Well, number time. one, I'd probably be back in the building a lot more. You probably would be. <laughs> Just, I um, guarantee you that. Day, day three, I'm like, 
Shit, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Give him a visor. He's on the staff. You know what I'm saying? I'm get, back. Get this I'm, man a bucket hat. He's going to Spartanburg. I'm going to be completely – I got 24-hour access at that point. I do. It's funny, but I would. I, I would, would be, yeah. It would be the same way I'm in New Orleans. I go to New Orleans. I got like all access Every all third time. episode, Sean would just be on sitting in Sean that chair. Sean my guy. Sean, yeah. I mean, you know, that's my dude. Talking so. shop like you do. Totally. I, so if do you, so, I, they like each other. I think that, and somebody yesterday was like, "Yeah, but has he ever won without Drew Brees?" I'm like, "Well, we think Bill Belichick's been doing up there in New England without Tom Brady." Not well, a whole they, bunch. man, um, you know what though? Sean did good though when he had Teddy Bridgewater, and then when Jameis stepped up, like, I don't disagree at all. All it, I'm, I, but that's my point is that like not only that, like he was in charge of the Dallas offenses when Quincy Carter was the quarterback, and they yeah, went yeah. to the to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like no nothing against Quincy, but like Quincy wasn't one of the you know top quarterbacks of his time, and Sean that offense went to the Super. I mean, not, I mean with the playoffs, excuse me. Um, I'm thinking Super Bowl. He went yeah. to the playoffs, but still like Sean's got a long track record. I, I just think it's so funny because I'm still like I I'm I'm starting to warm up to these other ideas because if I'm Mickey, like I want to make the deal. You know what I mean? Because as a GM, you got to do what's right for your organization when you can, and so. You you got to make the deal when you can, uh, and get and get value from every uh, component of your organization when you can get the value. Mm-hmm. And so this one to me is is starting to get to where like okay I can make a good deal. Like Sean is acting interested in these places, like like he's out talking. And look, there's one thing about Sean Payton that I know about Sean Payton is that. Nobody likes getting flirted with more than Sean Payton. I, I can mean, see that. Sean loves hearing his name. <laughs> he freaking loves all getting wooed by Cal Hurd every week. Oh like, yeah. And so Did you see him on Cal Hurd yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's the one that's telling everybody he's getting these job interviews. Yeah. Duh. It's like just, it's here's Sean. my agenda for the it, week, it, y'all. Look, man, <laughs> I know Sean, bro. Like, it, it's funny as crap. So we, I'm in my group chat, and my group chat was like, you know. Uh, my boy Scott Shanley named like the top three or four coaches in the league, right? And then my boy Vim was like, you know what? You know who wouldn't like that that list? Sean Payton, because his name's not on it. Even though he's not even a current coach, he would be offended by it. <laughs> Why? Because it's Sean. That's that's what Sean is. Because it's just who he is. Yeah. And so all the all the negative things that people have said about him in Carolina for all these years, the smug looks, the arrogance, the cockiness, they would freaking love it here. Yeah. Because that's who he is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But he freaking wins, and he's going to talk shit, and he's going to have the music playing. It, it would be – look, the, the, from the equipment guys to everybody in that organization, they would all be different because they would not be used to what he would be. Right. It's completely different than what Ron is. Right? It's completely different than what Foxy was. Sure. It's completely, completely different than what Matt Rule was. Oh, I'd say so. So, like, Sean, would, it, it would just be so different. And, and in a way, I kind of want to see it just because I, I like a little bit of main, madness every now and then. Plus, like you said, Kyle, I mean, I would definitely be one of the first people back in the building. Yes. Invited back. He'd be like, all right, Rome, so what are we doing here? Where do I need to stay? Where do, like, like we, the, we might have to add his name to the podcast. Yeah, yeah it would be like, all right, Rome, give me the digs. <laughs> give me the digs. What are all my deets? All uh, the details. Everything. So, so be, you're, you're right. He's different than those guys. And that's what – Oh, so different. And it's like people – there are listeners that would hit me up. Dude, when this first came up last year, right, you and I had this conversation We on the did, podcast. and I said no way. Right. And so – but I brought it up on the air because I was like, listen, I, I've got it on good authority. These guys like each other. They want to have a conversation in the future possibly. We don't know if it's going to lead to anything, but, you know, it, it might happen. What, do, what would you think if – Dot, dot, dot. If Sean Payton became – and I took phone calls for an hated hour, it. An hour and a half. I hated right? this guy. And some people just absolutely loathe the idea of Sean Payton being anywhere near the Bank of America Stadium. But I still think it was like 60-40, 65-35 in favor of Sean Payton. A lot of people were just brightly like – yeah, I mean, I didn't like him when he was in New Orleans, but he wants to coach here. Come on down. Like, we'd like to win some football games. Uh, Dude, I'll never forget the time that I just signed with um, just signed with Carolina the first time. And we played them here at B of A, and we lost. And Sean has this thing where sometimes after win, like, if he tells the guys, like, we're going to win, and then we're going to we're going to do a lap around the stadium, like let them know we're here. We like took it over. Yeah. So they tried to do that, and they couldn't. 
like the security guard was like, nah, you're gonna actually take that fucking bus and like turn it back around <laughs> and ride that way. And so I was like, no, no, no. We're gonna go this way. He's like, you actually you can't. Actually. So you're not. And they were like, no, 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 F you, we are. So then they ended up losing their, their, uh, the police escort because the police escort left and then everybody got mad. And Sean was like a big F you. Look, these are fun things that you get with Sean Payton as a coach. Sure. Like, I loved it. I enjoyed it. Look, we did a lap around Philly Stadium. It was great. They're throwing stuff at us. But who cares? We won by 20. Like, it doesn't awesome. matter. That's All right? great. Sean's also the person that, like, dude, we almost landed. We're partying on the plane on the way back. Dude, we having such a good times. Like, dude, take it back up. Do another lap. <laughs> Go right back up. We're not even landed. Keep this thing rolling. Like, these are things that we do. And, and so I was so spoiled because this was my mindset, Kyle. This is how I've been trained for eight, nine years. And then coming here with Ron, it was just so different. Like, you don't drink on the planes after the game. You don't do this thing. It was a little bit way more conservative, still different. And, and I learned that it's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, but when I tell you that, it, it would be completely different. Oh, yeah. I everything. It. He's going to change the music. He's going to change everything. That's, like, who he is. And so whoever gets him, whether it's Houston, because Houston has draft capital, and they got the picks, Kyle. They got the picks. I think Houston's a very viable spot. I mean, I feel bad because they hired Lovey Smith just to, like, you know, pass a quota or something because they didn't even want Lovey Smith. They no. wanted uh, – They panicked the, after what they did, yeah. Yeah, because they wanted – what's his name from here? Um, he coached Drake May in high school. Uh, the, oh, Josh McCown. They wanted Josh McCown, yeah. but Josh McCown had no experience. They're like, bro, so you're going to hire this, you know, a Caucasian coach like with no experience – and we got the Rooney rule out here. And, like, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 my bad. And everything just – just a poster on the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything kind of just went down. They're like, uh, yeah, Lovey Smith, come on. They brought him in. All right, get out, Lovey. We really didn't want you. And so now Lovey wins his last game. as like a big F you on the way out. Oh, my God. Goes for two. Yeah. Holy Goes shit. for the win. Goes for the win. When everybody knows Houston needs to lose the game to get the number one pick. I just wish there was a video of him <laughs> turning to the box and giving Cal McNair <laughs> two middle fingers as he turns back around. Because they, they the fired him like the next day or he, the day of. He knew it was coming. Yeah, it's, it's, of course he did. Right. Of course he did. That decision just didn't happen. I, I just want some slow-mo <laughs> theatrical <laughs> him turning to the box and just giving Cal McNair <laughs> double middle fingers like, fuck you, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the way out, take it, right? Boom. It was great. Like, I, I saw that, and we were at uh, – I was at SoFi Stadium when that happened. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. That's awesome. The greatest thing ever, Kyle. And so, yes, all these things are happening. I think Houston's going to be a very viable candidate because they got the picks, and Houston's nice. Um, and they're going to probably give Sean a lot of power. And he knows the owner and the GM as well. So all these things are coming out. All the, I mean, it'd be so interesting. I thought the Chargers would be where he'd want to be because he could stay in L.A. He'd still be on the West Coast uh, and still all the bright lights like I know he likes. But they're going to keep their coach. They like Staley. Um, the owner's kind of cheap. He's only paying Staley like $4 million. Sean's going to have to – they're going to pay Sean. Sean's, Sean's going to pay like $15 million. Sean's going to get broke off, whoever goes to him. Yeah. They're going to have to pay him because that's what he wants. And he's making decent money now. And he don't need the money. He don't yeah, need but, the money. but here's the thing. I heard Sean told on himself a little bit too. He's like, I don't like putting suit on. I like being like a windbreaker and a hoodie. There's no doubt. He looks uncomfortable so he every Sunday morning. So I see him on the show yeah. with a suit on. He's just like you can just tell in his head. He's like, I'm gonna get this fucking tie off my neck. And bro, like, he's the one. He's the coach that we used to wear. You know, suit and tie like to travel and stuff. He's like, bro, like I just want windbreakers. Like get us all windbreakers. He puts his own little Jordan logos on everything because he's Jordan sponsor coach. There you but go. If you don't know that, he'll tell you. All right? <laughs> and so – See, that's uh, another reason he's going to come here because everybody's down the street. Dude, it's like all these things together. Oh, my gosh. He would be – he'd be, he'd be rocking 11s all the time. He'd be, you know, all these things. Anyways, so that was that, that's what that's going to be. Are we going to talk about anything besides – Yes, we are, okay. but I have to ask you one more Sean Payton question. All right, go so, ahead. Because I'm going to use so much of this on my show today. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm going to plug the podcast, and I'm going to use a shitload of this on our show today. Um, but last thing, because I got to know, that Jordan tie-in, you just that's the cherry on top, bro. Like, Jordan's here. Sean Payton's coming here. I just, I just realized it. Um, would he rather have a rookie quarterback situation, or would he rather have a Russell Wilson-type situation? Uh, he, Denver, I don't think Denver has – Denver doesn't have enough to get him. They got one pick back in the Chubb deal they could use. 
I believe. In a first rounder? Uh, that's what – in listening to him and Cowherd yesterday. Did you listen to that? Because they talked mm-hmm. about that. Okay. And Sean was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it's a mid to late first rounder I, is what it's going to take. I think he would take a rookie quarterback. I would think so, yeah. Over the Russ situation. I would Russ, think so. Russ seems like it's a fractured locker room right now. He'd have to come in and try and fix it instead of just, you know what, I can come in and just build it myself. Those guys don't like Russ. That's why I said it's a fractured locker room, so you'd have to try and – do you want to fix that fracture sure. or do you want to try and build it yourself? I'd rather just build it myself. Well, that's what I'm asking you. Like, I mean, yeah, can, can, I can a new coach in come? Put, can I, I think he would just take the, the rookie. I would think so too. I would take Bryce or CJ and just roll with it. Oh, uh, yeah. But I'm saying, like, you got to go in there and fix hurt feelings. That's, that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. an it's added a layer of it's shit. A lot. That, yeah. It's a lot. It's an and then I got to get rid of guys who I don't want here. Right. There's a lot of hassle that comes with that. It's a lot. So, you know, and Russ is going to be there and you're stuck with him. Regardless. Yeah. So that's one thing. So with all that being said, I would say that for me personally, I think Houston's the lead deal of all of them. If I'm, because it works for Mickey as well. It has to work on both sides. This isn't just a Sean Payton decision. Like it's other factors pulling it. Yeah. But Desha- and I'm not saying Sean's going to, I know Sean's not the type to shy away from anything, but like, if you're Sean, aren't you looking at the South still, the NFC South, and being like, okay, you can come in and you can take over right away, whereas you're looking at the AFC South and you got Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville doing what he just did. Dude, you don't think – they ain't scared of Jacksonville? I don't think he's scared of anybody. I'm just saying, like, doesn't it make sense to take the, you know, the Well, he knows path? the NFC South very well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is something to that to be said. He knows <laughs> the South very well. And at the end of the day, um, it, it could be. I, I think any, either AFC South – or the NFC South is for yours for the taking if you want it. At least if I'm, you know, a Viking looking to take over somewhere, one of the Souths sure. is ready for the taking. There's no question about it. I would not want to go to the AFC West where I got to compete with Kansas City, Chargers, and also and try and jump in there and that, that whole thing because that, okay. that's going to be a tough one. Okay. All right, we got to talk about this because Lamar Jackson's coming up more and more here with me locally, mm-hmm. but also because he didn't play in the playoff game the other night. Uh, shout out Tyler Huntley, by the way. That dude played well. He did. Uh, deserves he credit. He had the one bad play. Yeah, going over the, the top. Yeah. 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 Sean yeah. talked about that too on uh, Coward. He's like, look, on the one-yard line. It's, it's so funny because I remember when this play first started with the Saints with Drew Brees. Yep. Inside the one, one-yard line, jump hut, sneak it over. Anything but beyond that, there's not enough room. I told A.J. Klein, we were playing against him in that very first game. I said, A.J., look, hey, he's on, Drew's just going to stake the ball and just try and jump it over, okay? Don't let him do it. He's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And, dude, because I'm on the outside, I, I couldn't do it. He was inside. I'm like, dude, you and Luke, Drew's going to get the ball and just try and stick it over. Yep. Just know that. Did he take it? Did he play to play? No. <laughs> then he looked at me, bro. I was just like, man, I, I knew that play was coming. I told you what he was going to do. I told you what he was going to do. It's fourth and one, dog. Like, I told you what he was about to do. Man, I was so angry, dog. I almost did, went and did it myself. Yeah. That but sucks. I was I was new. I was watching I, the call of that game last night on the Cincinnati, and it was uh, the Cincinnati radio call was laid over top of it, and it was like that's a live ball, and it comes out, and Sam Hubbard gets it, and Hubbard's screeching down the field, and the guy's like the Cincinnati kid, Sam Hubbard, and I'm like that's a cool last nickname. Oh, I, I just love good. that. But I mean, anyway, so you know, then did you see what J.K. Dobbins said? J.K. Dobbins is fed up; he's not getting the ball enough after the game, and then he says, if we'd have had Lamar, we'd have won that game. Which okay, by the way, way to throw Tyler Huntley all the way under the bus. Um, but we all know you're right, but damn, that was kind of harsh. Uh, but then like the Lamar thing, I got buddies in Baltimore, uh, that they, they think Lamar's done. Uh, they think Lamar is done with the organization. The bridge is burned that that message about his injury on Twitter over the weekend was put out for other teams. Um, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, is Baltimore about to let this dude walk? And then like Michael Vick, Mike Vick said on national TV on Sunday, basically I yeah, played with put it. a brace on it and get out there. I played through pain, you know, suck it up and get out there. And like RG three and others didn't like that very much. And yeah. I mean, it's a controversial take. I get it. Well, it is. Mike was never in the position that Lamar was, was in the fact of like, I'm on a contract year. If I go out here and hurt myself more, Lamar has to look out for Lamar because Baltimore ain't looked out for him. They haven't, or they would have gave him the money already. And because he didn't get the money, bro, you got to protect yourself. Because if you go out there and do an RG3, you're never the same. I got to ask you a question, though. Because, like, you know me. Pay any, these guys get paid as much money as you want. I'm happy for all of them. I do not care. Somebody else's money does not impact mine. Um, but from a business perspective, for a guy who's missed 10 games over the last two years, 
and he's saying, I want the same contract Deshaun Watson just got. I want you to guarantee me, you know, a quarter billion dollars. From an organization, you know, the Baltimore Ravens are a well-run organization, right? Going long back into the Ozzie Newsome days, it's one of the most well-run organizations in the NFL. And they're like, yeah, we're not sure about that. Like, can you fault them? Because the dude's missed 10 no, games in the last two years. I, I can't fault them, no. But also, like, he is your franchise. He's special. I know. He is he already won you an MVP. I get He's it. He's 25 years old. And I like Lamar. All right. The other quarterback that just won a championship this year is 25 years old. And I'm not talking about a pro quarterback. I'm talking about <laughs> a college quarterback. Okay? Just won a chip. All right? So the kid is very young. And he still has a lot of life left in him. I just hate that it came down to this. I hate that they didn't give him enough great wide receivers around him to continue to expand upon that. But, and he would get blamed for the loss. And not sure. having another playoff win or having another playoff loss added to his resume, which is what the big knock on him right now is. is. So if I'm him, I'm not 100% healthy. I can't be, put my best foot forward versus a tough Bengals team. And now I lose again. It, it's just another red mark. I'd rather you sit, don't play, and then have them question. Right? Because if you question it, then you're still considering it. If you see it and you don't believe it, it's done. Yeah. So at that point, it's over with. He, oh, he can't win the playoffs. Oh, he can't, he can't throw us and win us a game because he doesn't have his legs. Understood. So I understand why he doesn't play. I get it. If you're not 100%, don't play, especially if you're Lamar Jackson and what he means to that organization and to his own career, number one, because we see it every day, Kyle. The moment that they can replace you, they're done. Oh, of course. Absolutely. And so, it's like you and I talked about, like, I, I'm uncomfortable talking about what somebody else should do with their own body going through pain. Like that's, I did, I've never done that. I've never tried to play an NFL playoff game with actual, with an actual injury or play through pain. So I'm not going to yeah. sit here and tell Lamar Jackson that he should. It is interesting to me that Michael Vick looked at him and said what a lot of guys said. And he's like, you got to suck it up and you got to go. You're the franchise quarterback. But I understand the circumstances too. I just think I couldn't believe Cleveland gave Deshaun a guaranteed two thirty yeah, or whatever. I mean, get. you can't be mad at Cleveland for messing up the whole market. Well, no, all right. But that, but, that, that was kind of my but, point too. It, it, but if I'm Baltimore, then I mean, look, Baltimore didn't make the deal, so now Lamar and his own agency, which is him and his mom, have to go and get another better deal. Sure. Uh, when when it when it happens, but, and, it, but if they come if to Baltimore, Carolina, comes together and they want to franchise him, which they may they're going to tag him. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. At that point, you, you'll take the money and you just keep playing on one of your deals. You just keep Kirk, Kirk Cousins this thing. And as long as you stay in the top one-third quarterbacks in the league. You're still making $30 million a you're year. You're still making $30, $40 million a year. Like, Daniel right. Jones is going to make. Daniel Jones is going to get paid. How about he's that He's going to get paid. How about that and guy? He's, he changed the entire direction of his career and life in one game on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings. How crazy was that? Well, I thought he did it all year with some of his plan, but it's crazy because you finally had a healthy Saquon. All right, Saquon's finally healthy yep. for the whole time, for the whole year. And Daniel Jones didn't turn the football over. And he has a capable coach that puts him in position to not mess the game up. Teach him, what am I supposed to do with the football? Mm -hmm. If this doesn't happen, this should happen. If this doesn't happen, if this is not here, then throw the ball away. Or use your legs and run the football, which is what he's been doing really well, taking care of the football. And look, I'll take a quarterback all day long that I know what I'm going to get out of him than a quarterback that's up and down. Sure. Like, you, you just can't have the bad turnovers in crazy plays. Sam Darnold played – people were happy about Sam Darnold here in Carolina and purely because he just didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. It wasn't like he was, like, throwing for 300 yards, diamond cast left and right. He's like, no, he took a sack. Yeah. And he didn't fumble. Threw it away. And he didn't <laughs> – yeah. We could win with that. Because you know what you're going to get. Right. That's important. You get another down. And you know you're going to get another down. And a punt is not a bad thing. Thank you, John Fox. A punt is not a bad play. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's not. So all that being said, uh, um, you know, I'm happy. I want to see what Lamar's, the Lamar saga is going to be because I don't think it's over by a long shot. I, I still – there's a part of me because I've been, I've been skeptical this entire time. I keep saying there's no way Baltimore's going to let him walk, right? They're right, right. They're, they're, like they're, and of course they're not. Like they, they would tag him and trade him, like you said. They'd get something for him. I mean, they dude, they had a whole – they were such a defensive-minded organization for all these years. That's all they've been known for. And all of a sudden, Lamar, Mark Ingram, all those guys had this explosive offense. It's big trust, like – it's all about Lamar all the time, and this dude is a special, special player. It would be unfortunate for them for this marriage to break up over 
I don't even know exactly why. Well, like, and so my question to you is then, that's what I'm trying to figure out because I've had a few people bring this up to me on my text line at WFNZ. Um, my guy Lottie the other day was like, are you crazy, man? What's wrong with you? Of course I would take uh, Lamar and Carolina. I'm like, well, no, no, I would too. But like, That if, means you got to change everything you do. But like, Well, sure. And I was like, but at the same time, if the deal is to get him here, you have to guarantee his contract a la Deshaun Watson. If you're David Tepper, I don't think you can do that. I don't think that it's a smart thing to do that. The guy's missed too many games in the last Just two years. Just go take a cheaper option. I mean, look, first of all. What do you think I, of three th- so, years? So this, would, this is what would be scary to me if I'm Carolina Panthers. Is that is that you have tried a quarterback like five different times in yes. four years. Yes. And you have failed every single one of them. Yes. So you, you keep swinging at the high fastball and you're not hitting it. So when are you going to lay off of it? and try and build your team in another direction or try and do something that may work. Because right now, everything you do does not work. Not so right now. It's not so much as that guy. I, I trust the organization less than I trust Lamar Jackson. Health. That's where I'm at when it comes to Carolina specifically. Sure. It's like I trust the organization less. I, 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 before I even get to Lamar, what are we doing? What are we doing? That's what's, setting ourselves What's going back. on with we? Yeah. Right. It's a lot of we that are going in the wrong direction here. Yeah. So, so that, that, would, that is my big question mark for them. My rationale was simply that, okay, just because Cleveland did something doesn't mean that Baltimore has to because one of those organizations has been established as a well-run shop for a long time. Baltimore. And John Harbaugh is a great coach. Yes, he is. And Ozzie Newsome, who's not there, I realize that. But, like, he laid the foundation really for how well – shout out Crimson Tide. Uh, he, he ran Thank that you. place the way it was supposed to be run, and he was one of the best to ever do it. They did so, though, because they didn't make stupid decisions, because yes. they didn't overcommit, because they were good. They, they wanted to take care of their guys, you know, Ray and Ed and all those. But, like, they didn't make dumb decisions. They made no. sure the roster could be cared for top to bottom. Yes. Right? And so that's just my concern is, okay, we all like Lamar. We know he can play. Yeah. We know he can be special. But, like, you start missing this many games, and now you're like, I want guaranteed money. Well, it's crazy because – would, would he take three years at $130 million fully guaranteed? And, and not, not every missed game is – Equal. Right, I get that. I you get know what that. I'm saying? Like, he got hurt this past year off of, like, a bad knee. Like, he got a bad knee injury, and he just didn't get back in time. Right. And, you know, the defense wasn't as great as it has been, and the offense wasn't as explosive. And so they lost some close games, and it happens. But they will be better because Marcus Williams will be back next year, the safety that they signed in free agency from New Orleans, who's had a really good year up until he got hurt as well. Nobody's talking about that injury, though. We're only talking about Lamar's injury. But those injuries impacted that team. They went and got Roquan Smith. They paid him the linebacker, pa- uh, packaged him with uh, Patrick Queen in the middle. So they got some good, solid pieces on that franchise that are young and are going to be there a long time. So you just got to keep building. Baltimore is not going anywhere for a while. Understand that. And Baltimore is not going to panic. They're not going to panic, Kyle. That's one good thing. Great organizations don't panic when these contract situations come up. Right. They just keep pushing it off, keep making it happen. They keep striking deals, and they keep it going. That's what the, pay, the, the Saints did for a long time. Moving. That's what they do. Keep That's it moving. what they do. They don't panic and try and make a last-minute deal like Baker Mayfield on, like, and then all of a sudden it doesn't work, and he's gone eight weeks later. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I do. I hear what you're saying. Um, so who are we going to see in the Super Bowl a couple weeks from now? Oh, um, I mean, San Francisco looks really tough. I want to see Philly. Philly had an off about week, so I want to see what Philly does. Mm-hmm. If Philly comes out looking strong, that is going to be a knockout, dragout uh, game going forward. Um, this past playoff, Kyle, was freaking fantastic. I mean – I didn't realize how much I loved NFL football until I saw playoffs. Because the playoffs are different. Oh, the playoffs are so different. There was so much bad regular season football this year. (laughs) I've been fighting with a couple of people on this. But, like, finally the last week, Troy Aikman said it. Al Michaels said it. Like, Troy Aikman the other day was like, is this still professional football? Like, what are we doing here? This season was terrible. It's it's like the lowest lowest scoring we've seen in in the last decade. I agree. Every statement. Every statement. Like, there were some really good games. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But there were a shit ton of – Awful football games. It was bad football was all year so long. Bad. And then the playoffs kicked up and everything ratchets up a little bit. Yeah. And it was beautiful to see. From Jacksonville coming back on the Chargers on Saturday night, that was, I mean, I just knew that game was over and it was not at all. And the Chargers just completely wet the bed on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, that was a bad one. And then, you know, Jacksonville coming back, good for them. I'm 
happy for Trevor Lawrence and that that organization, but I mean, I mean, come on, Chargers, you got to win that game, bro. You're oh, up yeah. twenty-seven to nothing. Oh, dude, absolutely. you got to win the game. They're not going to fire Brandon Staley either. Um, real quick, it was funny. So you and I are going to be at the Super Bowl. Did you decide if you're staying for the game or not? Um, I mean, my wife wants to see Rihanna at halftime, bro. That's why. So that that's, that's the only reason you might stay is because she dude, wants to see Rihanna. I'm a hard no, and she's like, I want to see Rihanna. You want to come home and watch it on your couch, uh, don't you? It'd be much better. We get same, all the angles. Same, bro. All same. the angles. I'm gonna get out there on Wednesday. I'm close back. ups. I'm You're not back getting Saturday. a close up in the stadium. <laughs> no, I'm coming back Saturday and I'm watching that on my couch, man. Yeah, I don't blame you. So we're so we're gonna do that. But it's funny. I was talking to my wife last night. This this is just a window into her mind. She was. I was like, Yeah, we're gonna go. I was talking to Roman on the phone a few minutes ago. We're gonna meet up. And she goes, Oh, is he gonna be out there? And I was like, Yeah, he's gonna do some NFL stuff. And she goes, Did Roman ever play in a Super Bowl? And I was. I just looked at her and smiled. And I was like. Yeah, two. She goes, he played in two Super Bowls? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he even won one with the Saints. She goes, he won a Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good because <laughs> she had no idea. No, she doesn't. She doesn't she's like, oh, I like, she likes Roman because you're Roman. She doesn't think about the football stuff. And so she's like, he played it. He won a Super Bowl? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he won a Super Bowl. Kyle, you know what the coolest thing for me watching playoffs this past weekend was that my son, for the first time, so he got in trouble because he was just on his iPad like way too much. And then he got mad because he couldn't beat this one thing. And he was like stomping around the house. And so we took the iPad from him. All right, bro, you're going to be acting like this? No iPad for the rest of the day. And he was all sad. I said, you know what you're going to do, dude? You're going to sit over here because me and my wife, we were in this fight. So we're, we're in complete roommate status right now. So we only talk to each other. And we do this from time to time. I don't know if other couples do it, but we do it all the time. Not all the time, but we do. So we you go call it roommate the, status? Yeah, we go through these lulls. We're like just roommate status. Only talk to when like bills come across <laughs> or like and when when like certain things happen. Like other than that, we ain't talking. Like nobody's saying a word. We My just, wife ain't built that way. Yeah, we <laughs> just walk by each other. My wife's really built like this. I'm not built this way, but I've adjusted and learned how to just like, you know what? Well, we're just going to ride this thing out. You know? A week or two? Yeah. We're going gonna to so, it's like It's like riding the storm out in the ocean, bro. We're just going to ride this one out. All right? We there you go. Hunker down. Is, hunker down. Got responsibilities. We're roll, riding it through. All right? We're I riding like it. it through. I like it. Yeah. You Our got kids, structure to it. You got yeah. per, I like it. Our kids don't even blink, bro. They just, they just like, hey, dad, mom wants to know if da da da. <laughs> Hey, mom, dad, dad wants to know, because I'll ask her a question. She won't answer it. Yeah. And then London or Sydney will ask her, and then she'll answer it. And then I get my answer, and then I keep it moving. So this is where we're at. So uh, in our roommate status over the weekend, we actually kind of talking now. But um, in our roommate status during the time, I was like, Roman, you're going to come in here, all right? And you're going to sit with dad, and you're going to watch football with dad. I was doing laundry all weekend, so I'm folding clothes, doing all this stuff. I said, you're going to watch football with dad, and you're going to learn something. So you're going to teach me what you learned from football today. He was like, no. And then all of a sudden, he got into it. He really got into it. It was really cool to see. For the first time, my son, like, really, really engaged with football. Oh, yeah. And so I was getting excited because he was excited. And so he was like, Mia uh, – because it was Miami. Yeah. And so they had oh, yeah. MIA yeah. versus BUF. Mia. Yeah, Mia. <laughs> dad, Mia's going to get just getting bodied, Dad. Mia's getting bodied by, by Boof. By Boof. <laughs> and I was like, that's Buffalo. And he's like, I knew it was like, or a buff. Or uh, like, like, whatever. Because, you know. That's great. So, and I'm like, yeah, but it's early, Roman. See, it's four quarters and like it's still early. It's a lot of time. Then Miami came back. He's like, Daddy, Dad, Mia's, Mia's winning, Dad. Like, Mia's winning. It's crazy. And, and it's like, oh, it's crazy to his mind. He's like, I can't believe they're coming. Like, how they do this? They, they're going to win now. Dad, Mia's going to win. That's I'm awesome. like, dude, still a long way to go. It's third quarter. You still got time. So the other team can come back too. And, uh, and so then I had to take my oldest daughter to basketball practice. And while I was doing those errands, he called me uh, from my wife's phone. He was like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Like, Buffalo just scored a touchdown, Dad. And the place went crazy. And this is this. And he told me how it happened and blah, 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 blah. I was like, man, it was like, it like warmed my heart because for the first time, he's shown like true, true interest in like wanting to be around football. Oh, yeah. And so it's taken six years. And I hadn't tried to force it on him. But in his mind, he's already – I mean, it's funny because, you know, when I was in kindergarten, bro, girls had cooties, which in his mind, girls still have cooties. But he already has his wife picked out. It's this young girl in his class. They're already getting married. He said at 31. That other night it was at, it was 29, so it moved up. He's got shit to do. A little bit worried about that. He's got uh, shit to do. His mom is still going to live with them just in case they uh, 
because she's going to have to help them if they they don't know if they're going to buy a baby yet oh. or if a baby's just going to be in uh, his wife's future wife's Obviously. stomach. He, right. Yeah, he doesn't know. He's just like, it, we don't know. If yeah, he's like, we don't know if we're going to buy a baby yet, mom, or if we're just going to put one in her in her belly. Right. But that is going to, you know, might just be easier to go to the store. Yeah. And they already have the names. Uh, if it's a girl, it's going to be Lily Rose Harper. Oh, it's a great name. I mean, you can tell my son has, he completely is like his dad. He ain't winning no arguments no. at the house because she's telling him everything. And she told him. He didn't him, come up with Lily Rose. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. She also told him that if it's a boy, it would be uh, Roman Clifton Harper the third. Oh, wow. Clifton. Yeah. The they're third. distinguished. The third. The third. Where'd the first two come from? Uh, me. Oh, wait. First, then he's the second. Then that That's your middle name? Yeah. Damn. That's distinguished, <laughs> bro. Yeah, I was named after my uncle. Yeah. My episode mom. 70 goes down <laughs> as the episode where I learned your middle name. That's, do you know mine? No, I don't. I, so dudes don't talk about their middle names. Right? No, That's no, no. Right. It just doesn't come up. What? It's Evan. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, that's a very normal like name. Like Smoke's real name. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke Dog. I mean. Evan. Yeah. Who? My mom's name is Eva, so she's added an end to it. Oh, yeah. So that way I'm technically named after her, too. See? See. I like it. Was, that. It was a thing. All right. Was, see, that's cool, though, because speak. I, it's funny. I was just telling a similar story the other day, and we'll wrap it up on this. But, like, my brother, obviously, you know, he was a professional baseball player, played in the A's organization. Yep. But, Coach like, you know. he was a very good ball player. And so his son, who's now nine has just hit that phase of his life in the last year where he recognizes who his dad was. Right. And so, like, he's now completely all into – he wants <laughs> right. to be the next Bryce Harper. Yeah. Uh, my, so, my brother just got flown up to Toronto this past weekend to speak at a baseball conference. On, and he, on, he's a pitching uh, – he coaches at Bluefield State, but he's done consulting work for Auburn. He does a lot of pitch tracking and stuff like that for uh, War Eagle. Um, but – so, he was um, – he owns his own house. facility. And – he, uh, yeah, like my nephew has just like entered that stage where he kind of liked baseball already, mm-hmm. but then he realized, oh, my dad was really good. Oh, my dad's a college Hall of Famer. My dad got drafted by the A's. My yeah, dad, yeah, so, yeah. so like he's like, oh, that's me. That's what I want to be too. And so now, like my brother sends me videos every other day. He's working on his swing. He's he's throwing a you know bullpen in the facility, and he's he's decked out in all of his gear. He's got a Roberto Clemente jersey on one day. Nice. He's got a Bryce Harper jersey on the night. Like he's ate up with it. Absolutely ate up with it now. It's really funny because that's where my son is at. He literally's like, "Well, Dad, like, did you play ba- basketball?" I'm like, "Yeah," because he sees our my daughters and stuff playing basketball and all that other stuff all the time. And he's like, "I was like, yeah, I played till I was like when I graduated in high school and I was like 18." He's like, "Oh." I'm going to play basketball until I'm 18 too, Dad. That sounds right. Then, yeah. then yeah. I'm going to play football. I'm like, well, dude, you're going to have to play football a long time before you get 18. If you want to do it, it's like, oh, well, well, Dad, I'm definitely going to play football, and I'm going to be a pro like you. Like, like duh. Oh, that's awesome. It's just like, in his mind, he's doing exactly what his dad did. Like, this just happened, though. Literally. Just like that. Like, yeah. just like that. Yep. This just happened within the last month. Or three weeks. Yep. He's like, no, I think I'm going to be exactly who my dad was. That's awesome. So it, it's really cool to kind of see that. And all of a sudden, this switch, this light go off in his head. Same thing with your nephew. Oh, yeah. No, it's cool to watch. Like, my, my son's five months old. So who knows? You know, that's, that's a long way away. But well, that ain't that far. But, you know, watching my nephew do it is pretty cool. Kyle, your goal should be potty training first. Bro. Bro. We're, my daughter has just uh, – we got her her first training toilet. She took to it. She hadn't used it yet, right? But her, she understands immediately what it's for. She starts grabbing books and going over to sit on her training toilet. And she reads on the toilet. It's absolutely incredible. And she'll look at my, at my wife and go, uh, a poo-poo. And then she'll read her book, and she'll stand up, and she, one more time, she'll go, uh, poo-poo. And she'll shut it and walk off. So, my, so Soul, we're potty training right now. And so he will tell us when he has to go, right. but he's already went. And then he'll go sit on the toilet, just hear it flush, and then he like, all right, change my diaper. Right. You know what I mean? So but not, he, yeah. he doesn't want anything on him. Right. But he just like. Have you heard of this new method that people are using to body train their kids? No. Teach so, me. Uh, we're not doing it. But we heard about <laughs> it. And I don't know why people do it. Apparently, it's like this three-day boot camp crash course where you just take everything away from them. You take their diapers off. Yeah. You just let them run around. My just- wife has tried this. And, dude, we ended up wetting like four underwears. Like, well. Cause I don't want them just peeing on the floor. That's what I'm saying. Like you look, but up. you got to be committed, bro, and you got to like take them to the potty like every few hours. You got to take like two days off of work for this. Yes, shit. you just, do. Just, just the like, whole week. Chase them around and yeah. like make sure they don't take a steaming dump on the floor. Like I, I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't either. And my two and a half year old, bro, he's taking like big poops now. Like this ain't like no little grown ass man poops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bro, like. Why is this even in a diaper, bro? Like, yeah, so you got some be... white carpet downstairs. You yeah, I'm like, that. dude, you need to put this in a potty somewhere. Right. Like, you don't need this Mm-mm. 
Nobody wants this. No, nobody needs to see that. No. Except for you. <laughs> Dude. As it's going down. Into yeah. The, yeah, I don't. I, that, I can't, like, the thing is, we got to get it done. But I'm not looking forward to it. Kyle, it'll be all right, man. It's and an I don't experience. know how people do the thing where they just take the diapers and they're just like, hey, uh, go run around like savages for the next three days. I don't know, man. That's commitment, dude. Like, what are they doing? Peeing in the closet? I don't in know. A shoe? Dude, I, I don't know. I don't know. Especially with a boy because this, this thing goes anywhere. I can't. I couldn't handle that. I couldn't handle that. Oh, I do have one quick. Oh, it's a little heavy. All right. Give me this one quick question. Let's get up out of here. Should Tua retire? No, he should not. And okay. I'm looking forward to him playing next year. Um, now, what he should do is I want them, the Miami Dolphins and even Tua, to look to invest in a different style helmet where the cushion pad, we're on these new concussion prevention helmets. You see the cushion in the front of a lot of these helmets. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, he needs to put that in the back of the helmet. The technology is there if they want to do it. Invest in it, look into it, and try and make it happen. Majority of concussions, like 80-something percent of concussions for quarterbacks is in the back of the head. That is where you're most vulnerable at, and they don't have the protection in the back. Where everybody else in football, the protection needs to be in the front because that's where most of the helmet and uh, helmet-to-helmet contacts are. With quarterbacks, it's opposite. It's most of the time when their back or their head hits the back of the on the turf, and they hit the back of their head. So to help prevent that, just do everything that you can. Also, put that little ring collar around too, uh, the con- like that Luke Keekley wore, and that I see other people wear nowadays, where it just goes around your neck to try and keep those the uh, the electrodes firing and stuff. Can uh, all those things going? I think that's uh, those are two things that he should add to his repertoire. And if he can do that, I think he will continue to uh, prolong his career. Um, but he has to be aware of these things. Um, concussions aren't a Concussions aren't the end all. Concussions back to back. Oh yeah, that's my concern. Part. And like, it's not. I'm not one of these. It's like, hey, Tua, you can't play anymore. But dude, it looks like he had three concussions in a year. Like I'm worried he did. about the guy he like did. everybody else. I mean, is. but he's not the only one that's had that. Understood entirely. Understood. But like, so take a long time off. Let the brain heal. And bro, protect yourself. Protect yourself. When you fall, put your freaking hands down. Don't be just waving out there like a loose a, a fish out of water. Can you teach that to somebody this far along? Uh, you better. You can teach them how to slide. You can teach your old dog new tricks, Kyle. You just got to do it. Like, what do you want, Tua? Do you want a long, great, history uh, career? I don't know, bro. Then do these things. If you don't, then, bro, you're going to be out of the thing in the next year or two. I'm not arguing with you. I just wonder, you know, the, the old like, – it's kind of like when uh, people kept talking about how Tim Tebow's throwing mechanics were, you know, jacked up or irreparable. And it's like, okay. It was very – it's a long, high delivery that – Right, right. It was exactly. like a dinosaur. It and, wasn't and people would say to me when he was like 28 years old, they're like, you know, you just got to get with the right quarterbacks coach. I was like, no, no, he's 28 years old. You're not changing the way that he throws at this point. Like that was – you needed to do that when he was 12, not, not when he's 28. So that's my question. Is well, that he like, should have just tried to play tight end then. Well, maybe that. Yeah, it sounds about right to me. I mean, he might have been a good one. But, you know, and Tim was a phenomenal athlete. We all know this. He's a great college player. Absolutely. But it was like, I just remember people saying it like 28, 29. And I only got this because I've spent so much time around baseball. Tua's and throwing right. mechanics are like the How most. How old is Tua? 23, 24? But my point is, is that like, you know, Christian McCaffrey's so good at falling, you know, when he gets or absorbing hits. Uh, Russell Wilson was pretty damn good at it for a long time. Uh, because it, it, A, came kind of naturally to them. But also, B, they worked on those things when they were younger. So I just wonder, you know, how quickly can he pick? Because that's important stuff. You know, but it's also just like bodily reflex stuff. If you've been right. falling wrong your whole career, can you suddenly start falling right? I don't know. I'm just wondering. I don't know, man. But he needs to get these things under wraps because this is something that everybody they – they're not even talking about his throwing and all the other stuff anymore. Now it's another thing. So, Tua, you got to continue to prove people wrong and sometimes prove yourself right. Then this is going to be another one of those cases. I'm looking forward to it. I'm cheering for him. I'm rooting for him. Because Miami's a really good team when he's playing. Those wide receivers, Waddle and Tyreek Hill, are some freaking problems. I would agree with and, that. And uh, Gusecki has to continue to find his way on that offense. And if they run the ball – and, look, I, I trust Mike McDaniel. That was another funny thing, too. How oh. about Mike McDaniel getting caught vaping on the sidelines? Bro, I can't believe that you just was, brought that up. Bro, I can't believe you just I, I brought mean, that up. I mean, the fact that – he was like, bro, I needed that. It's cold out here. I need the vape right now. It was awesome. It was, probably, it was actually one of my highlights of the weekend. What kind of vape you think it was? Uh, I don't want to discuss it. You don't want to discuss. You don't want to discuss it, really. You don't want to discuss it. I don't want to discuss it because I do want to discuss it. (laughs) Because I don't believe for a second that an Ivy Leaguer is still smoking one of them poison ass vapes that you know (laughs) they were recalling and shit. 
I mean, I don't know if Mike McDaniel's a smoker or not, but uh, he sure as fuck looks like a stoner to me. <laughs> he does. Uh, no, no, no judgment here, but um, if I had to lay money on this one, <laughs> I'm going to bet that that vape had a little THC in it and was not a tobacco vape. That's just a gut feeling that I have. Care I, won't argue, I, won't, I will not argue against that, Kyle. <laughs> I will not. It's cold out there, bro. He probably had a little bit of fucking in his system. Uh, like, yeah. He's just like, you know, I, man. And, and like most of the media outlets like don't want to touch on this story. Right. If you I just Googled again, Mike McDaniel's vape. Nah, nobody really wants to write about this. It's it was hilarious. It was hilarious to me. Yep. I, I and I just I just think it's so funny because, man, those cameras, man, it's so many cameras out there. Like you can't get away with anything anymore. Nothing. Nothing, Kyle. Like he, he hit it well. Mike didn't. Mike. Mike was like, oh, had a walk on. Well, they don't have scholarships, football scholarships in Ivy League. Right. So, I mean, he was uh, did he play. In the Ivy League? Is he a wide I don't receiver? Know. I don't know. He's a little dude. He's though. a little guy. Right? He's a little dude. He looks he's like funny. He, he's smart. Oh, he's hilarious. I, I, absolutely. I actually really enjoy I didn't think I would enjoy him as much as a head coach because he had the interviews when he was a when he was helping at the run game coordinator in San Francisco. I was like, dude, this is a quirky little dude. He's kind of funny. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm even more of a fan. Oh, like, I love it. I, like I really, really enjoy him. And he did some good things in Miami this year. Mike McDaniels is one of the funniest people in sports. I absolutely would lay money on him hitting a bait pen on the sideline. <laughs> and that, that, he's a gamer type, man. Like, I think he probably just zones in and, like, locks into the game better when he's, like, a Look, little bit Miami high. gave Buffalo everything they wanted in Denson. Yeah. They, they just didn't have enough. But, man, it, it wasn't because of him. He coached his butt off. Oh, yeah. And they were ready to go. So, as a head coach, that's all you can do. This has been one head. of the funniest episodes of the podcast we've done in a long time. This was fun. <laughs> I got to roll. I got to go to work. Now I got to work out. I got to get like you. Uh, yeah, bro. I'm about to go work out, too. Yeah. We got workouts to get to. <laughs> Look at us. 